For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast, where it's all about inspiring change and transforming lives. And here's your host. He's an Amazon best-selling author, six-figure blogger, internet marketer, and one of the top life coaches in the world, Stefan Palernos. Hey guys, Stefan here from ProjectLifeMastery.com. I'm here with a good friend of mine, Wade Lightheart, who's a three-time national bodybuilding champion, competed as a vegetarian, competed in Mr. Universe. Uh, you know, he's an author, a speaker, co-founder of BioOptimizers, which is one of my favorite uh, supplement companies out there. And I'm really excited to talk to Wade today because when I think about peak performance and energy, Wade is the master of this. And so I'm really uh, grateful that you've taken the time to talk to me today because I want to pick your brain. You know, we've been friends for years and I'll share the story about how we met, but, uh, you know, just the level of energy, focus, uh, all that, that you have and, um, and combining that with the, the fitness and the physical aspect has been really impressive what you've been able to accomplish. So um, thank you for joining me. Um, I also want to uh, mention, you know, just a bit about how we met. You know, I yeah. came across Wade years ago, yeah. I think back when I was 21 years old or something like that. And I remember I first got exposed to, um, you know, eating healthy, being vegetarian, uh, more plant, raw food diet. And the conflict that I had was how can I build muscle and how can I, uh, you know, have a great physique, but at the same time doing it as a vegetarian and, uh, you know, all, the, all that sort of stuff that goes along with that. And so I, I eventually sought out Wade and came across him. And uh, I remember I hired you for coaching at the time and I also had you speak at an event uh, that yeah. I put on. And you've seen my physical transformation yeah, it's, and all that. It's incredible. It's really um, incredible. You ought to see those pictures. <laughs> so I've, I've had a, an amazing transformation from working with Wade, become friends, workout partners now. Uh, and uh, he's really changed my life on so many levels. So uh, I'm really fortunate that you're taking the time to, to talk today and share a lot of this wisdom and experience that you have because I think it will benefit a lot of people that are watching that want more energy, but not only that, but also want to look good and build a better physique, whether it's putting on muscle, losing body fat, you've worked with top athletes, you've worked with mm -hmm. the cancer patients, like mm -hmm. so much wealth and experience is right here. So thank you again. Hey, uh, man. Great to be here. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> you want to just share with people that don't sure. know your story, how you got into this crazy journey that you're involved in? Now? Well, you know, it's been a long tumble journey and I'm trying try to edit that down a little bit. And, uh, also I just want to be grateful to, to be here because, you know, I've watched your rise during that experience and, mm -hmm. and you're a big source of inspiration for me. So a lot of yeah. kudos to that because, 
you know, it's a lot of people will see people that they're successful or they see me where my competition has been or that sort of thing. And they think, oh, you've always been there. Right. All right. But they don't know the struggles and the challenges and all the things. And so, you know, like you, I had to work my way up through that. And there's, there's shortcuts, but there's no shortcut. You've got to do the work. And so yeah. for me, I was just a skinny guy living in the middle of nowhere that saw a picture of of Mr. California with these two attractive girls and I was like I, I want to get these muscles and yeah. and then of course Arnold Schwarzenegger was like big at the time he was turning out the first Terminator and Conan and you know he was like he was on the rise and you know there was this big craze about having muscles and girls and you know yeah. being driven mad with testosterone at 15 I, you know I was like okay I, I could lift these weights and do that so that was my kind of start Secondly, another really interesting thing, my sister at the same time was diagnosed with cancer. Right. So here I was in this, so don't underestimate how influential those things. I don't mm -hmm. even really know how much that was influential. So mm -hmm. I had two things that happened. Number one is um, I wanted to get this big, strong, physical version of, oh, well, that's going to be healthy and strong. Yeah. But yet my sister, who was very close to me, was going through this major cancer situation before right. she died over four years. So that had a big impact for me. I ended up going to university as I was building my body up and there was all these conflicting ideas and information and I went to university, studied exercise, physiology, nutrition. Still didn't really have a working model per se mm -hmm. because uh, again, there was the bodybuilding style and then there was the yeah. mainstream and there was health and there seemed to be conflict. Yeah. I know you had that yeah. challenge, right? You know, like here was the alkaline healthy version and then here's how to get big at the local supplement store yeah. version, right? Or the big guy at the gym. So I went through that and I started mentoring under different people. I'm, you know, one of the great things that I love about what you do is you actually coach people because there's really the... There's no shortcuts, but the fastest way to not make mistakes is to get a mentor. Mm -hmm. I got slowed down by, by not having mentors early. But yeah. then when I switched over to mentors, my career shot up. Yeah. So I hired a bodybuilding coach after 10 years. Right, right. Okay, don't do this. Yeah. And so I kind of struggled along and learned. What, what prevented you, by the way, that because a lot of people, you know, obviously everyone would benefit from a coach, but what stopped you from getting a coach sooner? Oh, my ego. Yeah. <laughs> you know, plain and simple. I can read a book. I know this. I got this figured out. You know what? I'll just train harder. I'll just be smart. I, you know, I mean, just being young and, and yeah. ignorant. Right. And, and that is form of ego. And, it's, yeah. and, and if, one of the things I really admire about you is your, your coachability mm. and being able to humble yourself and say, well, I don't really know. Yeah. Let me just take this with an open mind and drop away what you think you know to experience that. And what I did experience is when I did hire my first coach, which was Scott Abel, who's one of the top bodybuilding coaches in the world. I mean, I just took that on. I was I, I wanted to get that next level, yeah. and I committed to the coach, right. and I went down that avenue. And, and and then literally in in nine months, I produced better results than I had in ten years. And I was like, bang! I was hooked. And ever since then. I just sought out mentors and you know even after I went to the universe you know so I won a bunch of national championships and I had a spiritual experience and mm -hmm. you know went into became a vegetarian lived some ashrams for a while I had a kind of a strange yeah. life yeah and then I came back to bodybuilding because this is a sport I love mm -hmm. and from that I 
started developing a, a performance model that didn't con- that, that, that didn't take away from my health. Mm. So I wanted healthy, high performance. Mm. So I had high performance. I was able to look a certain way and have muscles and low body fat and all stuff. But I felt like crap. I mean, I went to the Mr. Universe before I discovered these principles. Yeah. I mean, think of this. 16 years of training every day, two, two to four hours a day, putting my whole life into it. I dieted for 11 months. I had the best coach in the world. I go to the Mr. Universe co- contest, and then I, like, literally after the universe, in 11 weeks, I gained 42 pounds of fat and water. I mean, yeah. I mean, I just totally blew up. So, really, all of that was setting me up for the biggest disaster of my life, physically. And I was like, how could this be possible? Yeah. How could I be doing everything right? And then I started looking around at the high-performance model, and virtually every single athlete in every discipline goes through a major injury, a career ending something, a physical crisis, you know, whether they're in cycling, you know, Lance Armstrong with cancer, yeah. right? You know, if you go to uh, the injuries that take people out of professional sports and stuff, yeah. UFC struggling to keep their top athletes uh-huh. healthy. Uh-huh. I was like, there's got to be a better way. And I did. I, I started following people that was making radical changes in people's health. And, you know, my, my mentor, Dr. O'Brien, was rebuilding people from cancer. And I said, well, they're building people from the inside out. Yeah. So I started looking at not just looking like, oh, I'm a puffed up muscle guy. Because uh-huh. you can look good, yeah. and, but not be healthy. I, I think that's the biggest misconception out there is people get confused between fitness and health. Totally. People think that because they're going to the gym, they're eating their chicken, whey protein, and all their supplements and stuff that they have optimal health. But if you look at their blood, if you look at their energy, if you look at their vitality, you know, and you're, you know, a lot of these athletes are like the example of health because you look good on the outside, but on the inside you're suffering. So, you know, what, what have you noticed with that, the difference between fitness and health? It's a huge, huge thing. And keep in mind, like our minds are impressionable. So Uh What you're seeing is if you see the magazines or the video and stuff like that, you see a, a, a person that has a certain what I call cosmetic image. They have the low body fat. They have the right shoulder to waist ratio. They, they're spray tanned. They've got the right lighting. They've got the oil. They're, you, know, you, you see this image and you're like, wow. I mean, this, that, and, 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 the, and the copy, the sales, is like, yeah. that's yeah. health. Yeah. This Smart. is fitness. Yeah. This is vitality. This is sexy. This has all these things that we want, the internal payoffs. And it's very, very convincing. Uh-huh. It's super convincing. And until, and I don't know if I would have gone out of it if I hadn't have blown up my own health. Right. And I started to know other people in that field, in that very elite circle of athletes that mm-hmm. blew up their health too. So I retired. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to figure this out. I retired from sports. And I started learning about how the cell works on the inside. And what are the components and what are the things, you know, like water. We'll talk about this with mm-hmm. water and oxygen. oxidative damage, you know, enzymatic components, probiotic workers, um, the role of undigested proteins and all these things that contribute that are the things that make you look a certain way, but also are ruining you on the inside. Right. And when I, it took me about four years to get the model down and and keep in mind, I was running, this is where we met. Yeah. You came into my clinic. I was running a a holistic health clinic here in Yaletown where I was dealing with all kinds of people, athletes, entrepreneurs, middle-aged people, people dying of illnesses. So I had a really great sample 
to, of a variety of people to kind of create a system that was simple, that was easy, that was applicable, and that worked, mm-hmm. and was also scalable based on the economics of that person, because everybody's coming at this with a very different economics, mm-hmm. and, and economics is both money and time. Right. Those are two forms of economics. So I was like, okay, and I got that model, and then I was like, okay, no, I got to test this. So I was retired for three and a half years, and I said, I'm, I'm going to take this to the, like the the most insane level possible. I'm going to do a training that you couldn't possibly recover from. I'm going to have a time frame that I couldn't normally get in shape for, for a, a national championship. And I did. And I had massive success. I won some more championships. I went to the world's place better. But more importantly, I felt great and I didn't have any blow up after. So I knew that the model I had worked. Right. And, and I had enough research in the mainstream that it worked for mainstream people. But I want to say, how far could I push it? Right. right. That's when healthy high performance was born, and I started writing books and lecturing on that and attracting what I call people at the highest level, people that are committed no matter what, people that have a long-range vision for their, for their future and recognizing that even if you're 20 now mm-hmm. or 25, you got to realize unless you're doing those health things now, when you're going to hit 40 or 50 or something, you're going to run out of energetic gas. Mm -hmm. You won't have the same sex drive. You won't have the same energy levels. You won't have the same ease at getting in body, you know, getting low body fat or staying that way. And and it's hard to imagine that sometimes when, you know, I don't know if I could have imagined it then, but believe me, that's the way it's going to be. And you're going to spend 10, 20, 100 X trying to buy back what you didn't put the time in for early on. Right. You were kind of talking about that earlier, yeah. right? So plan for it now. And you've done that. Yeah. That's the, that's the cool part here is Stefan's done that. Stefan came to me, you know, you were a skinny guy. You didn't have the energy. You, were, you wanted to get more muscular. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of mastered the dating game and whatever. And, mm-hmm. and you came in and you were coachable and you started applying. And then like the first year you put on like 30 pounds. Yeah. You know, and it's like you made that jump and you've experimented with yeah, a lot of yeah. things. And, and, and then I started learning from you. I remember going to your course and I was blown away by what a great teacher is and the kind of people that he attracted. And I was like, wow, you know, I want to be part of this group. And yeah. so that's how it's, it's all kind of, it's kind of, yeah, kind of come full circle, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah, really totally. neat. Cool. Yeah. Um, so one thing that's most impressive about you is that you accomplished all this stuff as a vegetarian. Yeah. Right. Because the, you know, the typical model is that you have to eat meat and protein and you've, you know, you've got, you know, a lot of muscle on your body and stuff. And even right now, you know, vegetarian for how many years? Uh, since 2001. So that's like 14 years wow. now. Right? <laughs> it's pretty amazing. So how is that possible? I want, I want you to kind of dispel a lot of the, you know, you call it the protein myth. Um, a lot of that false you know, uh, just belief and this kind of stuff that's, that's put out there. Sure. Um, first and foremost, you got to recognize that whenever you ingest food, ingest a supplement, uh-huh. drink water, breathe air, it's going into your body. That body has a biochemical state. Right. The state of that biochemistry is going to determine how well you assimilate the food, how well you utilize it and how well you eliminate it. Right. So for example, um, if you're taking in a lot of protein, your body gets used to handling a lot of protein and it becomes kind of inefficient protein turnover ratio. Mm-hmm. So in other words, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. So as you see the magazines that say, or, or the, you know, the experts are going to say, we need a one gram per pound of body weight. Yeah. Okay. And as you do that, and then a guy notices he does that for a year and he goes, well, I'm going to up the protein to maybe, uh, you know, 
two pounds. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna double it because I'm gonna get more mass, right? So he's now either instead of a 200 pound guy's eating 400 grams of protein, he's like, yeah, it's more efficient. It's not. Maybe you get a little gain for a while, but now you start building up undigested proteins right. in the body. You're not assimilating 200. You're not assimilating 400. Yeah. Whatever you're ingesting, whether it's 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, you got to blow out the idea that you're yeah. absorbing everything right. that you eat. Right. The quality of the protein and the quality of your digestive system, which means how many workers you have available, enzymes and probiotics, uh-huh. is going to determine what you can assimilate out of that. Right. So when I switched over, I mean, keep in mind, I've got well, you know, decades of mass media yeah. programming in yeah. your head. Like, I'm going to eat this protein, I'm going to dry up. If I don't have like 200 grams of protein, I'm going to dry up and blow away. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of fear. And don't underestimate yeah. your mind, yeah. right? Your yeah. mind will create self-fulfilling prophecy. So I did a two-week experiment. Uh-huh. I said, I'm going to try this vegetarian model for two weeks. I was okay. And I said, well, I'm going to try it for two more weeks. And I was okay. And I did a month. And I said, I'm going to try it for two months. And after two months, I was like, I'm feeling a lot better. Yeah. And then I went down that route and never went back. Right. But I did find this. I did find that... There are ways to optimize it, and I didn't have it optimized. I didn't know about enzymes and probiotics. Right. I didn't have naturally great genetics. So I had to struggle. I was a little skinny guy, like 125 pounds in high school, right? right? You know, like, so it wasn't one of those guys that was just like jacked all the time, like my yeah. friend Elliot Hulse, right? Like, yeah, yeah. it's like, I was always jacked, right? And I just got more jacked when I trained. I don't know. It's like, you know, we're hanging out and he's like, he's amazing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, not to, I mean, the guy's an amazing coach yeah. and trainer. But I'm just saying some people just have genetic advantage. Like, I'm not going to play in the NBA center. I'm right. not seven feet tall, no matter yeah. how much I train or do. Yeah. So, when, you, when you're looking at your protein, you have to realize is not how much am I eating, how much am I absorbing. Mm-hmm. And that is determined by the state of health of your internal system. And that's where we get into biological optimization. Because never before in the history of the planet have we faced this amount of toxins. Mm-hmm. We, there's hundreds of thousands of chemicals that we're facing. We're, fe- we're getting un- unbelievable levels of digital information that's having a biochemical effect on us. It's influencing our DNA. Mm-hmm. We are sitting more than we ever had before. Which, yeah. uh, you know, sedentary lifestyles is a big contributor to disease, right? Um, there's more dyes and fluids and things that things that aren't healthy, man-made products that we consume that may be com- compromising our health internally. And so my job is to go out there and help educate people. We created a system I call the Awesome Health yep. System. Because they're like, you can get lost in this, right? I, I go to the health food stores and like, or I go to that big health shows yeah. and it's like, oh my God. Totally. And like, this guy sounds great and this girl sounds yeah, great. Yeah. Like Everything has become so complicated because everyone has got their method of health and, right. and they all conflict with each other too. So Right. Yeah. So so what I did is I took the the bread basket of yeah. what you have there and I said, yeah. Okay, instead of looking at what was different between people, I started looking at what was common themes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I took the top people in high performance across the board of everyone I could expose to and I would, I would listen to their lecture with an open mind mm-hmm. and I'd say, okay, what are they saying? And I'd look at their principles and I'd look at their principles and I'd look at their principles so that I have a comparison of all these different values. And then all of a sudden, guess what? About 80% of the principles were in alignment. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, well, let's just take those and apply those and then we're going to take that 20 
and mm. we're going to do what I call tweakology. We're right. going to start tweaking it for my own life. And so for my own life, I decided to be, I'm going to do this as a vegetarian. Mm. Why? I want to prove that what I'm talking about is legitimate and true. Right. And it, it seems contra- contrary to common knowledge, but it's not. It's common knowledge is just based on a set of regular principles. The regular principle says that when you're 60 years old, you're going to have a lifestyle-related illness that compromises your health. That's the mm-hmm. statistics. Yep. The statistics say that you know people are going to be old and tired when they're 40 and not have as much energy. The right. statistics say that your chances are you got a th- one in three chances of being obese mm-hmm. by the time you're 40. So I looked at those based on that model. I was like, I want a high-performance model. Right. And that's what we did. We right. created a high-performance model. You applied it. I applied it. You know, thousands of clients applied it. It just works. Yeah. Cool. So we're going to talk about your awesome yeah. philosophy in a minute. But just going back to the protein. So, yes. you know, people that are consuming their chicken, their whey protein, yeah. they think that they're getting, you know, X amount of protein in their system. But what you're saying is that just because you're consuming X amount doesn't mean that you're absorbing and assimilating it. So, you know, the, the quality of protein, right? Co- yep. You know, uh, chicken and whey, you know, dairy and stuff like that. It's cooked, it's processed, it's not as bioavailable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously, you're not going to get as much from that. Whereas you're really big on plant-based proteins, like you're big yep. into hemp protein. Yep. And then that, the quality of the protein in combination with enzymes, uh, which we'll talk a little bit more, probiotics, things of that nature, allow you to consume a lot less but absorb so much more of it right. and uh, and put on the muscle and sustain it and stuff. So that's... Exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that that's the big... That was the big integration. Yeah. Okay, so for... Let's... I'm going to... I'm going to give a little experience... Like a little exposure to how the digestion works. So okay. people put protein in it. And, and I'm, let's get clear. I'm not here to try and convince anybody to be a vegetarian or saying that you're right. evil if you eat turkey or chicken. No, I don't, I don't believe in that. Yeah. Eat the diet that's right for you, but optimize that diet. Uh-huh. Okay, that's the key. So when you chew your food up, you put it in your mouth, it, there's, it goes into the upper cardiac portion of the stomach. You got about 30 minutes. And, then, and, and this is where the natural enzymes present in the food is supposed to start breaking it down. Now, if you're eating cooked food, there's no enzymes present. So all cooked food, all the processed whey, from all yep. these kind of yep. things, have been, it's been cooked, it's been denatured. It has no enzymes present. All food in nature has enzymes present to digest. Once it's been cooked, heated, pasteurized, it's not. It, yeah. the, the enzymes are dead. And enzymes are required from everything from thinking to blinking. So here you go. You put it in the stomach. Upper cardiac portion. You've got 30 minutes. The enzymes are supposed to break it down. Then what happens? Your body starts releasing hydrochloric acid. Mm-hmm. And hydrochloric acid comes in and starts changing the pH of that medium. At the various pH changes, different enzymes start to cleave these amino acids, these B-structs. So imagine it's like a lawnmower going across the grass, right. okay? And the, the lawnmower c- c- carves up the grass into smaller and smaller pieces, mm-hmm. okay? And that makes that more bioavailable. You smell the grass more when it's been cut right. because there's grass particles everywhere. It's more absorbable by your nose. Mm-hmm. Same thing in your intestinal tract. Then as the pH hits a, a critical level, you get down around 2 or whatever, what happens is it then will now go into the lower intestine or the intestinal tract. Your body releases what's called bicarbonate buffers, which are alkaline-based minerals, mm. okay, that will buffer the acids so you don't burn your intestinal yeah. tract. And then these amino acids will be carried over by probiotics 
okay, to start delivering this, and you know, there'll be enzymes and probiotics there that will also work to take these amino acids where you need to them. Now, if you have failed on some part, for example, there's no enzymes present before you eat, guess what? Some of the key amino acids don't get digested in the first part, mm. so they don't get cleaved. So now you have undigested protein sitting in your intestinal tract, and that's a major danger. Yeah. There's a lot of health experts that state undigested protein right. is one of the biggest culprits because bad bacteria will come in and start eating that, right. and they produce these little toxins that will start affecting how you think. You start maybe getting sugar cravings or you start feeling tired, you know, wake up in the morning with that groggy feeling, your eyes, all stuff. That's from toxins produced by bacteria feeding on undigested food. So the two levels of digestive health is making sure you have enzymes present with every food, with your yeah. food, your protein when you eat it, or other food as well, but protein's a big yeah. one. And then number two is making sure you have a good probiotic strain that can manage proteins right. so that you don't have undigested proteins which can be a source of chemical toxins yeah so i, I think by uh, the way dr o'brien said that 99 percent of disease originates in the colon yes right so i think that's really really important factor and, and there's a lot of holistic health experts that uh -huh. do this and you know if you go into the raw food community which is kind of the most in, in a lot of ways the most extreme level yeah. of health practices so and i, I was in completely raw for a couple of years mm -hmm. and people would say well they'd say well you don't need enzymes and probiotics you only need raw food because like, but what they're not realizing is if you look at dr howell's research the pioneer in enzymes the average 40 year old has less than 30 percent mm -hmm. of the enzymes present at birth so enzymes require everything from thinking to blinking yeah so it's like it's like your cash in your bank account yeah. for every metabolic stuff so what's happening is as i saw a lot of those guys they didn't have any muscle yeah they were fairly healthy and fairly right. vibrant, but they couldn't put on any muscle. Then they would all kind of secretly come see me and say, hey, wait, how do I gain muscle? And I'd be like, well, you need to take enzymes. They're like, oh, I can't do that. That's not, you know, because <laughs> it's not, I'm not trying to slight them. I'm just trying to say we're into optimization. Yeah. We're into going yeah. to the next level. Yeah. We're into, like, today's world, you've got to mm -hmm. compete with 7 billion people. You've got to have those peak levels of energy. You've got to, you can't have sickness and slowness and these things holding you back if you want to be at the highest levels. Yeah. Like, forget it. You're not going to make it. Yeah, and and suppl supplementation is necessary in a lot of regards because... You know, the food, the quality of the food that we're getting in the world is not what it used to be. No. Right? Like the, the plants that you're getting aren't, don't have as many minerals and, and all that sort of stuff that it had before just because, and then plus, like as you said, the world we live in, all the toxins that you're breathing in. So it's tough to live in a, uh, an optimal environment. So you have to bring in different elements such as supplements to bring your game, bring your level up to a new level. Yeah. Well, that's just it. I mean, we are living in a different world than our ancestors did. Yeah. Food processing is different. I mean, you go to a farm and eat a tomato or a cucumber yeah. off a farm, and then you get something that's even at a high level whole foods. Yeah. They taste different. They're not the same food. Yeah. And if you go into biodynamic farming or you, know, you go to a remote place and eat the food there, it, it's going to taste different again because of those nutrients. We don't have that option. We can't live in the forest and run your online business, let's say. Or we haven't got to that stage yet. Maybe we will soon. I know we're working yeah. on it. But the reality is, is look at the environment that you live in. Look at your life that you live in. And it's like, let's build a strategy that works for you now. Yeah. Let's optimize it. And supplementation, or what I call optimization, 
things that we know make the cells work better. I think that is the, the simplest, easiest, fastest, and most effective way to get what you want to get and move on without compromising your health by enhancing your health. Mm-hmm. And so I have a, assembled an array of technologies, which I know you've embraced yeah. all of them, yeah. that allow you to, to kind of crank at the weight of them. I mean, there's a reason why you've had such a meteoric rise. Yeah. As a business person, mm-hmm. and that's literally because you're operating at a different biochemical efficiency. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've, I've always put health number one more than anything else in my life. Health has to be number one because without it, without taking care of you, you you you, you can't run a business. You can't have a great relationship. You can't do all the things that you want to do. So taking care of your body first, I've always been willing to invest in that. I've always been willing to have the best technology. Even when I didn't even have money, you know, when I came to you, I followed your program. I didn't mm-hmm. even have money for your coaching at the time, but I still found a way to invest in it and mm-hmm. just do exactly what you said. And uh, the energy that I have from that beyond just, you know, being able to build my body, the fitness and stuff, but the energy I think is something that I value more than all of it because it allows me to be more productive, feel better about myself, be happier and everything else. So Taking care of your body, I'd say, is the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like, I, I'm way past my my competitive desire, so I'm not trying yeah. to run around at, you know, 5% body fat or anything like yeah. that. I, I get to enjoy my business world mm-hmm. and, you know, putting my energy. But I have the energy. I have more energy now than I had when I was in my 20s. Yeah. If I had been doing this in my 20s, who knows how great my athletic career could have been. Right. Uh, probably would have been better for sure and I would have avoided some of the pitfalls mm-hmm. but here we are now and ha- like you said having that energy to do what you want to do when you want to do it and have that reserve like yeah. if I've got to stay up and I know you're if you got to stay up for 24 hours to crank yeah. something you can do it yeah. and not destroy yourself right. if you've got to fly across the world last year we did some events and I, I was literally in I flew across the world twice across North America twice in the span of two weeks to do a series of videos uh-huh. Now, I had the capacity to do it, show up, be on yeah. camera, be fine, and I wouldn't have been able to do it if I hadn't had bioptimizers. Right. Right? And, and I get all these testimonials from these high-level guys that's the same thing. Cool. All right, so let's jump into your awesome yeah. health formula. So you want to share what that is? Yes. Basically, I created what's called the awesome health formula. It's seven essential, like the, the critical factors, if you will, mm. that is going to allow you to kind of categorize health in a way that allows you to kind of optimize the time, energy, and resources you allot to each one of these things. So, and, and it's all based on cellular physiology. We won't get into all the semantics today because it's you know you're gonna, yeah. you can study some of our courses later on. But this, let's get down to it. The first thing you got to recognize is air. Awesome air. Air. Most people don't deep breathe. So we're talking deep diaphragmic belly breathing, that sort of stuff. Learning to breathe like we did as a child. We sit at desks, which only allows about 30% of the energy. People talk about food. Well, you know, you, you might eat like two, three, yeah. four pounds of food a day, yet you'll breathe 80 pounds plus of air, oxygen yeah. a day, oxygen, yeah. nitrogen, all the components inside that. So getting a deep breathing practice, I start every day with a deep breathing practice and a meditation practice. I, you know, I do breathing, um, whether you want to do meditation or yoga or martial arts, or you can go to like Andrew Weil has a great eight healing breaths, right. master breaths, which are scientifically proven yeah. to change your physiology. 
Yeah. You know? I know you're big into rebounding too, which I yeah. think we'll talk a little bit, but that also your lymphasizing has helped with your breathing. Yes. Well, right? So, so we'll get into that because that's okay. increases the oxygen capacity. Yeah. Again, we're going to improve how much air I get, how much yeah. water I handle. So we'll, uh, we'll touch on that. It's a good okay. point. So getting a deep breathing practice and the best part about it is it doesn't cost anything. Maybe you do a course, yeah. you can get a lot of breathing stuff online. Practicing deep breathing, probably the best thing you can do for your health. Yeah. When you manage stress. Yeah. Well, it's amazing how many people neglect this. They look at food first or exercise, all that other stuff. And, you know, you can live days or weeks without food. Even without water, you can live a few days. But without air, you can only last a few minutes. Yeah. So people, it's amazing how they neglect that when that's probably one of the most important things. It's number one. And it doesn't cost anything yeah. or virtually nothing, basically. So get that one figured out first. Number two is W, which is the water aspect. And, and water is such an amazing I mean, you know, I was just down in California, and we've got some big issues. And, you know, you're seeing water issues around the world, Sao Paulo, in uh, Las Vegas, and around the world. We're having diminishing levels of water, of clean, fresh water and more and more people getting on the planet. There's still a billion people on the planet that don't have access to any fresh water. Right? It's pretty, it, it, we're in North America, so we're better off than not. But getting your water figured out, most people, their health challenges are starting from dehydration. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. I mean, Tony Robbins does a whole big thing on this and, yeah. and dehydration. Um, Faradun Batman Gallage, Your Body's Many Cries for Water, talks about dehydration. You know, you can go to uh, the pH miracle. You can go to, you know, alkalize or die. There's there's all these different books on hydration. You're 75% water. Yeah. So your biggest source of energy is going to be the air, but the medium that that exchange happens to is water. Mm-hmm. So if you're 75% water, it makes a lot of sense yeah. to be drinking the best possible water that you can. Yeah. And what's coming out of your tap? Okay, some people say, well, we've got the best tap water. Look, what's coming out of your tap is infused with chlorine, chloramine, fluoride, or all three. Mm. Minimum. Mm-hmm. Minimum. Those chemicals inside your body wreak havoc. Mm-hmm. Chloramines, um, they create uh, cancer carcinogenic agents inside the body. It's called trichloramines. Okay, and fluoride damages pineal gland and throws off thyroid. Yeah. They're all in the fluorine section of of the the halogens, which is you need thyroid and iodine. So this is a chemical disaster for you. And a lot of people are suffering from that. Low sex drive, low energy and stuff. It's just because they're drinking tap water. They haven't cleaned it. They haven't filtered it. They haven't optimized it. So that's a big issue. The other thing is they don't drink enough or they drink out of plastic bottles. Mm -hmm. The United Nations has said we've got to get rid of plastic bottles. Number one, environmentally, it's a disaster. But last year, a couple years ago, the CBC... That's the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation was the first government agency to actually release a documentary. You can Google it online called "The Disappearing Meal," of how these xenoestrogens and phytoestrogens from plastics are leaching into your body. They're making massive amounts of estrogen. They're causing birth defects from from frogs up to humans. Yeah, uh, eight out of ten miscarriages or something like that uh, are, are related to estrogens affecting the embryo so if you're a, a woman who's thinking of having kids you got to get off plastic bottles yeah and it's who knows what the long-term effects of you, you get that plastic taste in a water bottle that you, you've had 
don't drink that stuff. Yeah. Like I drink out of glass. Yeah. You know, like I, I, and I, I'm a big water guy. And yeah. You're a big water yeah. guy. And, uh, you know, we use ionization. So which is filtration first to clean out the chemicals. And then we optimize it by infusing electricity in the water, just like nature does, like a falls coming yeah. down, it, it creates a charge or lightning strikes create a charge, yeah. right? Water coming out of the springs through magnetic things creates a charge or an ocean. If you're walking along the ocean, you feel ionization. These things give you energy, gives you right. vitality, gives you more juice. And we'll talk about how that works, but getting the best possible water again. So first, get off bottled water. Second, get filtration. Third level, get ionization. Right. Ionization to me is the most convenient way to get supercharged water very, very quickly yeah. and give you more energy. Right. Those two things, air and water, I mean, those are very, very critical. Just by doing those two things, it's, it's yeah. powerful. And I think even just the acid alkaline, which is another thing we can talk about as well, plays a huge role because I think a lot of people... You know, they drink soda and they're consuming, they, they live a lifestyle which is very acidic. Yeah. And on top of that, even the water, the liquids they're drinking have a lot of acid as well. So if you can alkalize the water, even if you don't have the best technology, whatever, you know, you could put lemon. There's certain things, certain drops you can put in to at least get the alkaline benefit, yeah. uh, which will make a big difference as well, right? Yeah, and reduce the, the acidic load. Yeah. Because every time you put like soda or a sports drink or an energy drink or a coffee or any of these acidic-based things that are stimulants, your body has to release what's called bicarbonate buffers. That, those are minerals yeah. to buffer the acids. Same thing in digestion. You need these bicarbonate buffers to buffer the acids. Mm -hmm. No. Where does your body get those? Connective tissues and bones. Right. So today's athlete, if you look at the, let's look at the high performance model. High performance things break down faster. Mm -hmm. High performance athletes, bigger, faster, stronger, better trained, better conditioned, like never before. But guess what? Today's athlete gets injured far more frequently than athletes in the past because they're using all of these technologies that enhance acidity and they're not replacing those bicarbonate buffers fast enough. Right. And from that, they're entering into those states and then they blow a hamstring or they get a back pain or they have a broken bone or something like that. And it's just, you're looking at systemic fatigue. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the quality of training and technology has gone up, but for a lot of people, we're trying to play catch up. The old model of, you know, eat this much protein and do a lot of meat and drink energy drinks and stimulants to get that performance. Well, I know where that ends. I've been down that road yeah. before. Yeah. And what I'm looking at is how do we get healthy high performance by doing these other things, more alkaline based, plant based, ionization, deep breathing and stuff so that we can maintain the physical system that we can hit those higher levels without going backwards. Right. Right. right? You don't want to make those mistakes. Okay. Okay, cool. So what's after water? Exercise. Um, there's just no way around this one. Forget it, folks. A lot of us go, oh, exercise. I don't know about this. Look, listen. Um, the physical body, and if you were to take a person and like if they get sick, you put them in a hospital, put them on a gurney where they can't move, how quickly does the body degenerate? Mm -hmm. It's huge. Mm -hmm. Like the muscle mass goes away really. I've seen people lose 30, 40, 50 pounds in just like a month. Yeah. Okay. Their, their body wastes away. Their organ strength weakens. Their brain gets dull. If you're not exercising daily, and personally, I really think an hour a day is, is a good standard to hold. Mm -hmm. You can go much more efficiently, we'll talk about that in a minute, but exercise 
from a cellular level, will train your body to be healthy and to be more efficient, to absorb food better, to eliminate toxins better. Mm -hmm. And if you're sitting at a desk, especially a lot in the digital world, people are sitting at computer desks, yeah. they're sitting online, they're watching television, they're sitting. We've never, we've yeah. never had this before. Yeah. The human body hasn't adapted to this. Yeah. So you can get a fitness app. Yeah. Um, my fitness pal, like I think it is or whatever. I mean, it has a 10,000 steps a day, right, right? At least, you know, so I walked uh, and you know, the other, the other night I only had 7,000 steps yeah. I'm like, Oh geez, you know, yeah. I got to get out and do my other 3,000. So I went out for a little walk for, for a little while to well, get my 10,000 steps. A, a lot of, you know, research has been done now, uh, about the detriments of sitting. I think one author in the book called stand up or something talked about for every, hour of sitting you knock off two hours of your life yeah something insane like that i know the stand-up desks all that stuff's been really popular now too so you know just that alone just just moving because we live in a lifestyle now where we drive a car you take the elevator you know like just all those little things make a difference we've become victims of convenience yeah <laughs> you know it's kind of interesting so and then there, there but there is an optimal way and so again, I researched a lot of different technologies. People were like, wait, I don't have that much time. Wait, I can't get out my, it's cold in the winter or I, I don't, I have an environment that's a city or a town that I can't walk out because of the way the environment is. What do I do? There's a simple and easy answer and it's, it's rebounding. I use a cellar sizer, which I feel is the, the state-of-the-art mini trampoline out there. It's built by a guy by the name of David Hall. And basically it's a little mini trampoline about this big that you can jump on and the the advantage of that is is when you jump you know Einstein demonstrated that there was three different forces acting on the way there, there's acceleration deceleration so if we got in your Corvette mm -hmm. and went down the street and hit, you hit the gas wheel and we get yeah. thrown back the cells are contracting because of the force of acceleration then you see the red light up front and you stop and we decelerate yeah. and we slow down again those are two forces acting on the body. The third force is gravity. And so gravity is what's holding your body in place, what's putting your muscles in, and our muscles are fighting this, and this is what kind of gives our rigidity. That's why if you go hiding, like you go into a hospital and you lose all your muscle mass because you're not fighting gravity anymore. Right. It's just standing here, we're fighting yeah. gravity all the time and our muscle creates a certain tone. Well, when you get on a mini trampoline, we leverage all three forces simultaneously with every jump. So by jumping this high on a mini trampoline, I'm doubling my body weight on every single muscle on the body and the cells that aren't dealing with muscles. Yeah. So my brain, so how do you do a push-up for the pancreas? You rebound, yeah. okay? I'm working my brain cells, I'm working my toenail cells, I'm working all my organ cells because they're all going like this. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I jump, yeah. that's why little kids, when they get all too much sugar, they jump on a couch, right? They jump on a bed because right. it actually moves the lymphatic yeah. fluid. The lymphatic system's three and a half times the size of the volume mm -hmm. of your blood system. And that allows you to eliminate toxins out of the body. So it, even now, your, your body, is th it, it's focused three and a half times the, the circulatory system's dealing with removing stuff as opposed to the blood system, which is delivering stuff. Mm -hmm. So think about that. So nature has said getting rid of toxins is more important than ingesting food. So deep breathing, clean water, and jumping on the rebounder intensely for about 15 minutes of the day, you'll cover your health requirements. Mm -hmm. And to me, those three yeah. are non-negotiable. Yeah. Like before you go down whatever diet, before you get into everything, yeah. get deep breathing, jumping on a rebounder, and drinking water. And what I do is I have a little routine because I know you're the morning guy. Yeah. You're the, like the ritual. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
I've embraced your ritual lifestyle. And so I get up in the morning, okay, I drink one big liter of ionized water, okay, we'll show you that in a bit. And then I jump on the rebounder doing deep breathing. Right. right. So I'm, I'm really opening up my body, I'm getting the lymph pumping, I'm yeah. jumping, I'm putting, stressing all my cells. At a high level, that increases the amount of mitochondria. Yeah. Mitochondria, like your energy factories in the body, they convert everything into electrons. So all food, all oxygen, all water gets. If you want energy, it's got to be converted to electricity. Mm -hmm. It's like a hydrogen fuel cell, and your mitochondria does that. So what's cool is by jumping on a rebounder like that, I increase the amount of mitochondria. So I'm giving my cells more engines. I'm giving my brain more engines. I'm giving my body. So now I have a higher level of, of, of motor power. Right. Therefore, right. I metabolize my food more efficiently. I get more energy out of my oxygen. I get more energy out of my water. I get more energy, period. And I'm able to stay leaner easier. And I'm able to train all my muscles easier faster, more efficiently, more optimal. Yeah, and when you do that, you don't need the caffeine and all the stimulants because like so many people, they just want the quick fix, right? They just wanna drink, take this pill, whatever, and then they have the energy to start the day. But if you actually give your body what it needs, your body is dehydrated while it's sleeping. You know, your body is accumulating toxins. You have to get rid of those toxins you know, drinking water, hydrate yourself. That's what your body's craving, first thing. It's craving air, oxygen as well. And it's been laying down for eight hours, so you have to move it, you have to adjust it, you have to engage your physiology in that kind of way. And I think just by doing that alone, which is five, 10 minutes every morning, will give you an incredible boost of energy where you don't even need the caffeine. Oh, absolutely, and you know, we're in that again, Caffeine stimulants, energy drinks, all this. There's, there's a lot of popular diets out there which is built for the sedentary person to say only work out once or twice a month and yeah. stay ripped and take all these stimulants and, yeah. and don't eat any fruits and things like mm -hmm. that. It's like, it doesn't make, really make that much sense. It, it's great for a short term to create a, again, it's, to me, it's like the bodybuilding world I was already in. It's all these kind of shortcuts and hacks to kind of get yeah, stuff, yeah. but you're, you're going against your natural physiology and sooner or later, you are going to pay a price for that. You are going to, there's going to be a cost down the road and I've paid that price as an athlete and I caution people doing that because if you start doing the things that are good, it becomes so holistic and addictive on a, in a positive way, you know, you're going to have habits. Mm -hmm. Good habits, bad habits, but every time you go to a, an external like that, that, that chemical dependence to stimulate that caffeine hit or whatever, you want to save those ones for later. Yeah. Like you want those at the last call, okay? Yeah. It's your, your last resort, and then you can use that in a critical situation, exactly. but not as a daily routine. So you see people out there in nature, out there in the world, they're into the salt, fat, and sugar. So you go to the coffee shop, what are they serving you? They're serving you caffeine stimulants to give you a boost. They got fat to hook your brain, sugar to hook your brain, salt inside it, massive amounts. So you're mm -hmm. addicted to it and you're on that cycle, a treadmill. And as soon as you stop that, your brain is not giving you the chemical hooks. Yeah, yeah. And so you're like, oh, I feel yeah. tired. Oh, I don't have energy. Withdrawals, yeah. I'm happy. You're actually having withdrawal from the drugs in the product and the drugs coming out of your brain. Your, yeah. drug, your brain's a drug dealer. Yeah. So, you know, it's creating all these things. So, you know, yeah. you got to realize the powers that be in the food industry, and you can read that book, Salt, Fat, Sugar, they've developed this stuff to hook you. Yeah. 
They've got people hooked. And I'm as easily hooked as anybody else. You give me that stuff, man, I wake up the next morning, I want it. Uh You know, and I've done experiments like that. And if you can avoid it, and if you are in that state, you can get off it and there is a better way. Okay, cool. So we talked about air, water, exercise. What's after that? Okay, so sunlight. So this kind of led me into the uh, the vegetarian model of food and why I went to more plant-based. So if you look at everything in nature, according to physicists, it's actually condensed light. And if you look at the energy metabolism inside a cell, it's electron covalent transfer. There's an electron going from here to here. So I was like, well, if I eat food that is closer to light, it seems to be that would be more efficient. Mm-hmm. So I eat, plants are the only organism on the, on, on the planet that are able to convert light energy into pure energy to grow themselves. So if I eat plants, they're in a more energetic state than say maybe meat, mm-hmm. which has to control, you know, they either eat other animals and eventually it goes down the food into plants or whatever. And I'm not here to make any judgments about it, but I'm just saying to me, I said, well, why don't I eat a light food diet? Or uh, David Wolf came up with the sun food diet, right? Eating food that are plant-based, is full of light. And sure enough, as I started to do that, I felt that I had more energy. I had more vitality. uh, I needed to sleep less. Mm. And I just lost any desire to eat any of the other stuff. And, and, And I always tell people, if you have that desire, that's okay. You know, but start introducing more light foods, more green foods. Uh, one of my strategies is we do a shake in the morning, you know, with the, the right plant-based proteins and your fruit or whatever you like inside of that or vegetables if you're more of a vegetable-oriented guy and fats and healthy stuff. Second meal, have yourself a giant salad, a rainbow salad with all the colors that looks really – I go to Whole Foods almost every day to have a salad. And it, it strikes me as I have these ginormous like $30 salads yeah. and I walk up and invariably somebody says – Wow, that looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like it just like everywhere I go, they're like, wow, people are admiring myself. So there's an intrinsic awareness that says that's good. Yeah. And by doing that every day, and in the evening, have whatever else you want. Uh You do that shake in the morning and a salad in the afternoon. You're drinking lots of water, bounce on the river, and drinking drinking the air. Then you get then then have whatever meal feels right and it becomes easier to eat healthier because right. you'll start having a comparison to how food makes yeah, you yeah. feel like you know that yeah. you, you know yeah it tastes good that food that's yeah. not so you know like you love the taste yeah. and then you go oh god wait you know we, we, we picked out a taco place last night and man I feel like yeah. sluggish in the same way whenever you do a cleanse I remember one, the first time I ever did a raw food uh, type cleanse it's amazing how good I felt it was like because all the energy and stuff and the food that you're putting in, when you put that into your body, it's like, wow, you just feel more alert, more focused, happier, spontaneous happiness. So the food that you're eating plays a huge role in your emotional state. Oh, absolutely. And uh, you can't underestimate. So when you're consuming it, think of light. Think of colors. I, I always select yeah. food from a variety of different colors because those are different energy frequencies. There's color therapy out there. Um, and the closer I get food to light, and you know, I've even gone extended periods of times, like a couple weeks, without eating anything. Mm-hmm. I've lived just yeah. on air and water. Yeah. Drank water, ate air, went out in the sunshine, yeah. absorbed the sun, and I was able to operate. I think that's a key thing too, is just sunlight, because most of us live lifestyles where we're sitting inside, you're not getting natural light, the sun. People are almost afraid of the sun because they think it's going to give them cancer yeah. or something like that. You know, but the sun is a source of energy. 
And uh, it, it's amazing the difference it makes just in the vitamin D, all that stuff you get from it. But uh, the sun, it plays a huge role in your health too. Absolutely. And just give an example. I mean, I'm a light-complected guy. I'm not supposed to be in the sun a lot. But as I practiced these principles, you know, I just got back from Arizona. I'm literally out in the desert all day long with just a pair of shorts on, no sun tanning agents. Mm -hmm. And because my body's optimized, I just get darker. Yeah. My body starts to produce more melanin and, and it does it. Now, 25, 30 years ago, I would have been fried inside of 30 minutes. There's no way my body had the adaptive capacity. So when you're starting with sun, it's gradual increasing exposure. Mm -hmm. And as you remove toxins out of your system, your body's efficiency goes up and then of course the enzymes uh, really amplify everything mm -hmm. and that's what really makes a big difference so and and and, and then more plant-based foods mm. eat more vegetables eat more fruits and you know get those regularly in your diet and you find you start craving these other things less okay cool so air water exercise sunlight what's after that well then we get into what i call optimization and this is kind of like this is my deepest passion probably because you know uh, over the years I've got those other things down pretty well and it's like what are the things that make a cell function? What are the components? And when you come down to when I studied nutrition in university in school with my mentors, they talked about material. So protein is a material, mm -hmm. right? Fats is a material, carbohydrates is a material. They're either building blocks or energy fuel systems. But like the only thing that does work in the body is enzymes and probiotics. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then what are the essential components that, that a cell needs to run? Well, it needs minerals and vitamins, right? And you do need certain amino acids, what are called essential amino acids, and there's certain fatty acids that you yeah. need. So essential fatty acids. And then there's the whole field of herbs. So I created seven levels inside of optimization. And the first two are enzymes and probiotics, the workers. Okay. Then it comes minerals and vitamins, which are kind of like the spark plugs, essential amino acids and essential fatty acids, which are the building blocks and energy metabolism component or building blocks of the cells. Fats can be energized as well, but they're, they're also essential. I think we're more essential is the development of key hormones. Mm -hmm. uh, fats are a big factor. And then you get into carbohydrates, uh, the type of carbohydrates that you're eating that's right for your body type. And then finally, there's herbs, which are, are kind of like a separate category, which you can use herbs to optimize or switch energies inside the body, and that's a whole field in itself. Mm -hmm. So, uh, But more importantly, getting enough workers into the system, the enzymes and probiotics, and making sure you get all of the minerals and vitamins your body need essential. And the reality is I've treated thousands and thousands of people yeah. Over the you know the last you know twenty five years or whatever, and the reality is is most people don't have an optimal digestive system. Yeah. Most people don't have an optimal probiotic levels inside the body, and most people aren't getting all the trace minerals and vitamins that their body needs to function correctly. Yeah. So those are the standards. Yeah. And I, again, I think it's you know a lot of people might say they can do this naturally, but how many people out there are going to consume the perfect raw food diet? And still be able to get all their oils, their ends, like everything from that. That's why I think supplementation is something that people need to 
be willing to do because if you want to be optimized at that peak level, you have to give your body what it needs so that it can optimize at that level, especially with all the demands that people put on their body. Well, and here's the thing too. We're not living in optimal, pristine conditions anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I can go off to wherever in South America or down in the Pacific and, and live in a sheltered world where I'm in my forest and I have my little organic hundred mile food and stuff. Yeah. That's just not realistic for most people and even then there's no guarantee that I'm going to get that so I look at we are part of nature and nature is a part of us there's no like if I develop technology as a human that advances things that is part of nature We're, we're, we're symbiotic I'm not in opposition to it so why not I love living in a city I love living in a forest area or in a jungle area I like both areas how do I optimize myself so that I can be successful on the streets of New York or in the jungles of the Amazon. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to be adaptable. And Charles Darwin, very misinterpreted. He didn't say it was survival of the fittest. He said it was survival of the most adaptable. Right. And that's a big thing. There's a big difference between those things. So the creatures that have existed on the planet adapt to yeah. the environment. And so we as humans have got to recognize that we are living in the world Nutritional supplementation, in my opinion, is absolutely essential if you want to live at the highest level. You can live okay without it. You can live pretty good without it. But if you want to live at that level, the top level, forget it. You're not going to get it. You're just not right, going to. Not right. in my experience. Okay. So uh, I want to talk a little bit more about the uh, enzymes, probiotics, some of the optimizers in another video because I think that's really, really important. Um, and you've, you guys have created a lot of great products. You've recommended certain products to me that have made a huge difference in my life. So we'll talk a little bit about the optimizers uh, later, but what's after the optimizers? Yeah. Mental beliefs and attitudes, MBA. Right. So and, and this is where an area that you're like an absolute rock star is about how do you leverage your belief systems, your psychology, and how do you develop an attitude? You know. And going back to when we first met, one of the things that really stuck out about you when you came in, even though you were really young at the time, is you had an attitude of excellence. You had a, an internal belief that you were willing to do whatever in order to get that. So you had the, the right mentality and the right attitude in combination. And you had a belief that you could do it no matter how big the obstacle came in. Because, I mean, frankly, physically, you didn't have a whole lot of things going for you at the time. But your belief was so strong that you sought out coaching. Mm-hmm. Your belief was so strong you started adapting your behaviors. Mm-hmm. And your attitude to put the time, energy, and work in were all in there. And then you produced result. Right. So even you were able to overcome some physical liabilities and be able to produce at a high level. It's a mm-hmm. good example. So, you know, if, if you're obviously, if you're, you're in lifestyle mastery stuff, you're in the right place. Because yeah. I've known Stefan for a long time and he's, he, he's probably the most, what I'd say, the most l- well-studied guy in mental beliefs and attitudes and understanding of anybody I know. I mean, he is in this, immerse it, lives it, teaches it, surrounds himself with that. And you can learn a lot. The reason why you're so successful is because of that. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who yep. you know was successful as a bodybuilder, successful as a businessman, successful as an actor, successful yep. as a politician. His beliefs, his attitude, his yep. work ethic, his energy, and who he surrounded himself. And he would always ask questions. Mm-hmm. He would say, okay, I don't know about that. Let me try it. Mm-hmm. Be willing to experiment. Mm-hmm. The willing to try things. The willing to fail. Yeah. 
Yep. You know, you've probably failed more than yep. most people. For sure. Right? But you you keep learning yep. from that. Yep. So developing a mental belief and attitude. Don't believe all that, hey, I was a gazillionaire in three weeks or I got fit in three weeks. It doesn't happen. Even if the person did do that, yep. you don't know about the 10 years of failures yep. or failed experience. Yep. Yeah, they hit it and they blew up online and made a million bucks in three weeks. Yeah, they went on the diet for three weeks. Like, I got ready for the nationals in three and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. I got ready for a national championship in three and a half weeks. But I was 20 years of training before yep. that, before I had the capacity, willingness, understanding to do that. So recognize that beliefs and attitudes and that you can do a lot more than you think you can. But that doesn't mean that you can do it right now. You've got to consistently put in the mental training, Mm -hmm. consistently stimulate stuff, and you've got to cut out the garbage. Uh, You've got to cut out the the, the reality TV shows and the the, the titillation, you know, and the the mindless chatter, like being focused. You're a great guy for focus. Yeah. You know? And So, uh, So how does also just the emotional side affect health? Right. Because, you know, stress, frustration, anger, all this stuff has a huge consequence on your health. And, you know, one thing I remember you mentioned at one point, it's almost sometimes the stress that you have about eating this food or that food or the diet is worse for you than actually eating the food. <laughs> yeah, right? totally. So it's like because you're building up all this acid and stuff. So you want to talk about that? Yeah, well, first and foremost, any let's say you go through a stressful experience, a marriage breakup, a, a death of a loved one, uh-huh. a close call in a car accident. Yeah. You produce a cascade of chemicals inside the body that can absolutely alter your probiotic training. So in your digestive system, you have 10% good, 10% bad, 80% opportunities. You get almost hit by a bus, like that, you release all these chemicals, it wipes out a whole bunch of your bacteria. Or you you go, um, you get stressed out because you've been working really hard and you start eating garbage. Mm -hmm. There's a Cornell University professor that had a son that ate McDonald's for 10 straight days and he wiped out 40% of his gut bacteria because the chemical stress. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're worried about your bills and finances, this actually creates constrictions inside your, your, your digestive system. Uh, you start releasing adrenaline, yeah. you start drinking coffee or drinking booze or taking drugs. This all has, these are stressors. Uh-huh. To this. They're not life enhancers, they're stressors right. to the stimulant. That alters that. It also, every time you increased stress, metabolic energy goes up and you start burning off your enzymatic reserve faster. Right, right. So you're putting a drain. It's like it's like uh, spending more money. It's like imagine your enzyme is a bank account and your probiotics. You need more resources if you're gambling in Vegas. Right? <laughs> right? If right. You spend more, you, you gotta, you're exhausting those supplies. So that's what happens to people. These stressful things and then of course they get into diet cults. Yeah. People get into diet cults. <laughs> so, you know, there's the bodybuilding diet cult. Then there's the, there's the, 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 or the raw food diet cult. And then there's the uh, high fat diet cult. And, and so what you see emerging is diet cults mm-hmm. that, you know, they keep making new diets every year. Yeah. New books yeah. come out, yeah, totally. new gurus, all that it's stuff. Kind of how you know it doesn't work is that every month there's a new diet. So if, yeah. if, if one diet worked, then there'd only be one diet for everybody. Exactly. So it's really, and, and people are, and, and then what happens is people feel bad about themselves. Then they kind of gravitate towards a cult, mm-hmm. right? And, and I'm not trying to say that in an evil, like, gene, you know, like, you know, take the, the, the yeah. drink, the, the acid juice or whatever, you know, it's not like that. But they gravitate towards a culture. 
And they start saying that these are the only principles I live by. And then, you know, someone serves some carbohydrates on their on a low carb diet, let's yeah. say, and they're like, oh, carbohydrates are bad. And then they start making judgments about it. They only hang around certain people. Yeah. And then they're like touting on certain And I've been through all this. Like, <laughs> I want to be clear here. I'm not saying, like, oh, this is what you're shouldn't. I've been all that stuff. Yeah. And now I've become what I call a flexitarian. That's not like, hey, flex my muscles. Uh-huh. Is that like I want to be adaptable because I've created a biologically optimized system that I'm able to move into any single environment that I want and optimize the dietary components for what I want to achieve. And that's where freedom is. Freedom is when you have that, you figure out what's the right dietary. And there are some variances between people. And the field of epigenetics is the influence of our thoughts on the the DNA. You know, the biology of belief is a great book to read. Um, And you start understanding how our thoughts actually influence our biological responses. And stress, which we're probably more stressed than ever before, is a huge, huge factor. To me, it's like, how do I increase my capacity for stress? Because I can't avoid stress. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I want to be able to handle more and more stress easily. Yeah. And that comes from optimizing the physiology. Right. Right. Okay, cool. So what's the last piece of the awesome? Most awesome important part. part uh, I call it etc. Or education, testing, and coaching. Right. Look, education from my standpoint means to learn from within. That was the, the root word of education comes from educe. And to learn from within, you need to test yourself. So a test could be as simple as can I walk up 50 slides of stairs without losing my breath or can I walk a mile or can I lift this much weight or it can be as sophisticated as a live blood cell analysis or a hormone profile and I know you've done all that sort of stuff or a DEXA scan like we go and check those things out these are tests to kind of show you where you are and give you a benchmark with whatever you're going to experiment with will give you the opportunity to see you've got something measurable that's outside of your opinion or your theory Okay, so you, you you know a couple of essentials. Do a body fat scan, like a DEXA scan. I think is a great one. Um, do a live blood cell analysis. Get a regular blood panel. Mm-hmm. Get a hormone panel. Mm-hmm. Those those things will give you a really good benchmark, right? And then finally, get coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I kicked around for ten years thinking I could read books and learn from this and kind of develop my own theories and ideas and I wasn't clear on my testing and I and I bumbled around and did okay but when I got coaching I just exploded I went so much faster I got so like I was able to one of the things uh, Warren Buffett says he says look I mean it's true that we all learn from mistakes but you don't have to learn from your own mistakes you learn from somebody else's that's a more efficient way And, you know, he's got like an IQ of 160 and he's yeah. like the most successful investor in the world or whatever. So like probably got yeah. some value there. And I've had that experience in my own life related to health. When I got a coaching, when I got mentorship, when I got somebody who'd been there, jumped through the ropes and they said, do this, do this, do this. I would run an experiment. I'd say, okay, I'm going to try this for 90 days or whatever the allotted time for the coach to tell me that I could reasonably yeah. produce results. Not pie in the sky stuff. What could I reasonably do? And when I followed that, I don't think I've ever had a failing in a coaching success. I've always been able to improve and I've always been able to improve faster than I was before. Yeah. So that's been one of the biggest breakthroughs for me too, is getting a coach, Uh, not just with health. You know, I came to you, I've come to a number of other experts as well, but in my business and my relationships, everything. It's just compressing 
time and, and fast forwarding. And I think a key thing as well is, you know, find someone that has the results that you want, you know, find someone that actually lives whatever it is that you're after. You know, if you want optimal health and find someone like you or someone that has the peak health, the, the, the body. And that's why I went to you. I wanted someone that not just had the health, but also had the physical fitness that I was after as well. Right. You can go to someone that is overweight, but you know, they could give you the best information, but you're likely not going to follow it because they're not really living it themselves either. So. Yeah, they can't live it. I mean, there's a great thing. Uh, like, who do you listen to? Yeah. Um, listen to people who are producing the result that you want. Um, if they're, you know, and one of the great things is everything that you demonstrate and you're willing to show people what are the actual legitimate results. Not many people will do that. Yeah. Yep. You know, that, that, that's a real high level of integrity. And I think the world is moving to that now in the digital age. It's like, okay, how do I sort through all this? Let's get to the highest levels yep. of integrity and go from there. Right. So that's the basic awesome system. Cool. And the cool thing is, is and I, and I write books on it and that sort of thing, but you can compress this all into a 15-minute-a-day routine. Right. And you can just awesome. kind of do that in 15 minutes. Yeah. I do this every single day. You will have awesome health. I can, I, I can virtually guarantee that. Yeah. Uh, in other words, if you do this, I, I haven't had a single person yet that has applied this for 90 days uh-huh. and haven't just like said, wait, this is the greatest thing ever. I feel yeah. amazing. And I, I haven't had that yet. Yeah. And it's based because it's not based on theory. It's based on biological certainty. Right, right. Awesome. So just to summarize, awesome, air, water, uh, what was next? Exercise. Um, sunlight, sunlight, optimizers, mental beliefs and mental attitudes. beliefs and attitudes, and etc. Education, education, training, or testing and, and coaching. coaching. You okay. got it. You got the whole awesome formula. Awesome. Yeah. Great guys. Well, thank you again, Wade, for this. I think this will benefit a lot of people. Um, we're going to do another video as well for you guys, just jumping into the optimizers because a lot of people want to know more about supplementation. What are certain things that they can take or use to help increase? their energy, their digestion, you know, build their body, whatever it is. So we'll do another video on that soon. But I want to thank you again just for sharing your story. Thank you, And uh, sharing the awesome philosophy. You got it, man. Great to be here. Thanks for listening to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. Make sure to visit the blog at www.projectlifemastery.com for more videos, podcasts, and articles that can help you take your life to the next level. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.